Welcome, everybody, to the Murder Theater Podcast. Just want to make a couple of notes. We haven't been here for quite some time. We've been kind of reformatting. You know how things go. Sometimes family life takes a hold of you and sweeps you under the tide. Um, but we and are the back. world has gone crazy. And the world has gone crazy. But we are back and we are changing our format. We're not going to be focusing solely on all elite wrestling. We're going to bring in some other promotions into our discussions. It's mostly going to be about news. It's going to be about something that we're following, whether it be a particular wrestler, uh, a, a faction, or, or even if we just catch a match that we think is totally cool, we're going to talk about that. It's going to be definitely free for all. We're going to be starting to give away some giveaways to everyone. So I hope you're all excited about that. Tammy will definitely tell you a little bit more about that giveaway because she likes to give things away, especially my money. But, you know, that's how it goes. <laughs> give it away, give it away, give it away now. <laughs> so, you know, but we will we will address those issues when we get there. But we our main topic tonight is going to be the Ring of Honor. But before we get into Ring of Honor, we definitely want to talk about some news, some rumors, some things that we've heard around the bend. I know Chris has been chomping at the bit, wants to talk about a couple of things. I'm going to let Chris take it away. What do you what do you got on your mind, my friend? It is a crazy week in professional wrestling, you guys. It's actually been a crazy couple of months, but as the weeks have progressed, my God, have things exploded in the world of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. Sports I don't know how much you guys have been following up on this stuff. Um, I think I think we should very first thing we should do is address what's happening with the uh, the Federation, the uh, World Wrestling Entertainment, or whatever the fuck those initials actually stood for. Exactly. Um, <laughs> ding dong, the witch is dead. Yes. Uh, the empire is crumbling. <laughs> um, it's like Game I, of so, Thrones. <laughs> so here's the thing, man. Um, Vince McMahon is officially retired from the wrestling business, uh, despite the fact that he supposedly never worked in the wrestling business. Um, which is obviously a crock of shit. Right. You don't have a bunch of wrestlers working for you and put on wrestling matches if you're not in the wrestling business. But that's true. Um, word on the street and popular opinion says this is probably the best thing that's happened in the business since the start of AEW. Um, the only thing that I can say for sure that is going to change moving forward for that company is the perception of that company. Hmm. Um, from a talent's perspective and from a consumer's perspective. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going to get buried because he's leaving. Okay. Um, there's a lot of Wall Street Journal articles and things that are happening. There's a lot of law firms involved. There's a bunch of stuff. I have a feeling most of it's going to go under the radar because he's gone. The one thing I think this is going to do is make the business better. Okay. Um, it's it's time for some of the old heads to go away. All right. Vince is probably the biggest old head in the business. Now, to be fair to Vince and to give credit where credit's due, we wouldn't we wouldn't have all this wrestling stuff today if it wasn't for him and his vision back in the 80s. However, when you give credit to somebody, you also have to acknowledge their flaws. 
he's got plenty of them. The company has had plenty of them. They've done some shady business practices for, for years, for decades. Uh, a lot of that is going to have to go away if they want to stay in business at this point because of all of the lights that are being shown on them now. Mm. How much of it will still be going on behind the scenes is obviously yet to be determined. Um, Triple H, a huge name in the business, is taking over as the head of creative over there. I think I this that. is something that the fans have been screaming for for a decade now. Um, it, it could, it, it, there's a there's a bright future if they can absorb all of this and move forward. Um, and if not, you know, then it's going to continue to be what it is. Vince McMahon is still the primary shareholder. He is still basically the guy who's going to have buttons pushed behind the scenes. Of course he is. But He's- there's enough people now in charge that can change things. They can fix the way that they deal with talent. They can fix the way that they run their business and their organization. Hopefully good things are on the horizon for that company. Um, and if so, obviously I'm a long time, uh, I would say fan of the product, not necessarily a fan of the organization. Um, it seems like their product has always aligned with my interests and their business dealings have always aligned with what I think is horrible business. So, <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just, it is what it is. Um, yeah. so fingers crossed, maybe this is the, the turning point and something that is going to make the business better for everybody all around competition included. Tammy, so, you have something to say. I just have some reflections on what you're saying. It's just making me think like, wouldn't it be cool to see? Do you remember that show Empire? But it had to stop because that guy paid people to jump him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't no wrestling? Yes. Wouldn't wrestling be like a like a great kind of like show like that with like yes. Vince McMahon being like a character in it? Like I think it needs to be made. At the very least, it's an amazing episode of Dark Side of the Ring. You know, so. And that's saying it from somebody that doesn't have a history in wrestling. So you always hear all this stuff about WWE and all this history with him. And the only thing I really ever paid attention to him about is when I started watching wrestling in through AEW and everybody making these comparisons. And it always sounded like he was like this villainous type character. Um, and then this happens and it just feels like on brand for that, but it's yeah. just really also interesting. And I just feel like I've entered in the past year into this, uh, fandom of wrestling at a really weird time because, you know, there's so many people that have so many attachments to all these people that are coming and going in these different companies. And I just started with one and I don't even have that history. So I see things so differently with a, a lot more of a neutral kind of thing but always we like to see misogyny called out and dealt with although i'm not sure that it really is if he's still he hasn't really lost much but it is an interesting story and um i have read articles about triple h being somebody that um works with people really well and has a lot of partnerships with people that are aew so that made me think hmm what's gonna happen to me i'm watching all this wrestling now it's gonna get even better with i have to get other things done in life (laughs) yeah we do (laughs) and this and this also guys uh further further proves that Cody Rhodes ultimate goal was to destroy WWE from within. I'm just saying he's there and within months Vince is gone. This was something that would never have happened. 
thank you, Cody Rhodes. Whatever you did, we appreciate you. Um, uh, all right, I think I like him now. That's a great episode <laughs> of the show. That will be the episode where Brandy was like making friends with the ladies and getting them to talk so they could like, you know, topple over the misogynist. That's a great episode. Yeah. You so know, in, in, show. In, in all seriousness, whatever allegations and stuff are against Vince McMahon, uh, he is one of the only people to ever put his real personality into his character personality and get away with it for multiple decades. Um, and the stuff that's coming to light now is it's it's pretty horrendous. I mean, honestly, if you look at a lot of it, Mm-mm. but it's a man making a man's decisions about his own life. None of it really had anything to do with the company other than abuse of power uh, in a lot of in a lot mm-hmm. of respects. Um, the company itself and the performers that are there, I don't I don't hold any of his actions against the product itself, no. other than you know a lot of shitty creative decisions and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of performers in that company that deserve better, and there's going to be a lot of performers now that are going to look to WWE and say, huh maybe now it's okay to go back there. Maybe now it's okay to want to go there. Um, So hopefully this is good things for everybody all around. Unless you guys have anything else to say about Vince, I think we can move on from that. Yeah, I I don't have anything else to say about Vince, but yeah, all I know is that he's dogged out a lot of people and mistreated some some really high-quality talent. So um, hopefully... You know, when now that this shift has changed and you got Triple H in there, you're going to see um, maybe some people that haven't had a good chance but are still great wrestlers get on TV. Or like even Tammy said, maybe there might be some crossover into AEW or even other other um, like Impact or even New Japan. You know what I mean? For Stuff the first like time ever, it feels like that is a possibility. Mm-hmm. And that would be cool. That'll de- that'll definitely put my eyes on that product again and see what's going on. At least, you know, watch a few here and there just to see what's happening. Um, yeah, I mean, I know you guys don't watch it, but there's there's some great performers in, in that company um, well, across all the brands. There's yeah. a lot of good stuff in there, but a lot of it has been misdirected. And I think with with new direction, um, it could it could get back to being a titan. Yeah. I mean, it's still, they're still like, you know, they were, they're number one, man. I mean, well, number it's, it's one, a, they got the money, they, they got the production, exactly. they've got, they've got it all. So it's like, you know, it's going to be good regardless. And at the same time, you know, somebody, um, Brian James, um, recently did an interview. I can't remember who it was with. He was talking to somebody on some podcast and he said, AEW looks like an indie show filmed with really good cameras. And you know what? That's because that's what the audience wants now. The audience wants that indie vibe. They want that younger vibe. They want that high-flying style, the strong style. They want all that stuff. Um, and if somebody can now go to WWE and say, hey, we need to adapt to this instead of trying to fight it, fight it, fight it, maybe there's a hope that the product can improve tenfold. You know what I mean? So that it's not a bunch of performers that feel trapped in this one certain thing they have to do where everything is scripted, everything is overproduced. Um, it'll, it'll be, it'll be nice to see some changes across the business as a whole with the, the, the leader, as it were, um, changing the example really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tammy, you were going to say something. I was, I don't remember what. Okay. Oh, I know. It was just a stupid thing you'd see on an office poster, but it's true here. It's, um, <laughs> competition's good for everybody. Yeah, it is. It always is. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I mean, 
I'll check it out. I mean, I'll go watch some matches, you know. It'll Dude, be fun. There's there's a lot of good stuff over there. Um, I, I obviously always keep my eyes on it. So if there's stuff happening in the next, you know, upcoming stuff, I will let you guys know if there's stuff to keep your eye out for because there is a ton of good stuff over there. It's a shame that that things have been the way they have. Um, moving forward though, hoping for some improvement. Um, let's let's uh let's talk about some other stuff here real quick. Uh, have you guys, I don't know if you've been following the New Japan uh, G1 Climax that's going on right now? No, but that name is quite uh, interesting. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. A little uh, suggestive, don't you think? I mean, I've, I've been dabbling be it a little bit. sexy wrestlers happening over there. Oh, no. So we are in the midst of the G1 Climax, which, which usually runs anywhere from a couple of weeks to like a month long, um, depending on what it is. There's tons of matches involved. It's kind of complicated and hard to explain how it all works along with everything else, New Japan. Um, right. But if you get a chance, I highly recommend going and watching some of these matches. There's a lot of great stuff it. going on with Bullet Club right now. Uh, you know what? You can catch a lot of it on YouTube, on okay. the New Japan channels. There's yeah. several New Japan official YouTube channels. Some are American, some are Japanese with subtitles. It's It, it all kind of depends on what you look at. Okay. Um, and, then, you know, there's New Japan stuff happening in America, too, that's not related to the stuff happening in Japan. And then there's like cross-pollination and all that but i wanted to i wanted to throw that out there because i think you guys would enjoy some of it you won't enjoy all of it because some of it's just weird new japan stuff Ooh, i like um yeah yeah um there's a couple of pay-per-views coming up for other companies impact emergence is coming uh august 12th um gcw homecoming is coming august 18th and the one and only mr john moxley uh, is is going to be a part of GCW Homecoming, so keep your eyes open. Um, what date? Because I have a feeling the uh, GCW Homecoming is eight eighteen. Um, there's also uh, they're doing something in September, I believe. I didn't write it down. I wish I had. It's um, there's going to be a lot of AEW talent over there as well, along with you know a bunch of other talent from various promotions, Impact, and all that stuff too. Cool. But there's a ton of good pay-per-views coming up. Um, you know, it all kind of it all kind of stems from um I think I think the business is just on fire right now. There's so many good shows, so many promotions are getting more and more interest in developing and 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 uh kind of branching out and and putting more money into their products. So I think this is a great time to be a wrestling fan. Um Things are getting better. And I, I think all of this new development and everything is going to be, it's just going to, it's going to keep going for quite a while. I don't think we've reached the the plateau. Yeah. And it, it's cool that we're, we're, we're moving this format along to include a lot of other, um, a lot of other promotions. So I'm, I'm excited about it. And I like when, a oh, van. what's that? And drive around and have a, a wrestling van where we just travel around and watch it all the time. Exactly. And then there's going to be pretty soon coming up and I have to get the dates and I'll uh, put the, I'll put like a link in the bio, but uh, enjoy wrestling is going to start its new season coming up and they go through a whole series. They did their, their big match, but they haven't, they haven't put any of it on YouTube, but that's something you can go on YouTube and check out. Enjoy wrestling. You'll see a lot of AEW crossover in there. You'll see some impact crossover in there, but it's like a crazy 
free for all type of wrestling. A lot of the times it's mostly intergender, which is super fun because you'll have, you know, uh, like three guys and three girls against three guys and three girls and vice versa and just everything in between. And it's um, and it's super it's one of those super high flying, taking risks, taking chances. If you get a chance to check out Enjoy Wrestling, it's it's really a lot of fun. Go ahead, Tammy. I want to add to that. What another thing I love about them is somehow I had heard about them. And I think what got me to watch and they do do a lot of times Thursdays that they didn't do their last championship online. You had to buy tickets for that. But the rest of their stuff is on there is that there was somebody talking and they talked about um, they used unlicensed music of some sort for their intro and so and they didn't care it it was so epic and so fun that they were like we'll take the fine i was like i fucking love these people already i'm going to watch them they don't care they are all about entertainment and they will pay the fine so i was so about them so i went to watch them and then i absolutely thought they had the like they just have a lot of fun there it's just good old-fashioned everybody's a great wrestler but they're definitely having a good time there and it's very relaxed it's so punk rock that it's awesome it really is Good thing it wasn't metallica right (laughs) (laughs) it's so punk rock it's great man it's like it's such a diy approach to everything and um you'll definitely be entertained and it's non-stop action i mean it just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling and the matches are fun to watch enjoy wrestling it's every wednesday i think it's going to start in august a new season that they're going to do there's a whole bunch of back season you can see lee moyarty wrestle in there you can see effie wrestle in there you can see evil uno wrestle in there uh mikey bailey's in there max the impaler max the impaler everybody a lot of people that you've seen on maybe aew dark or dark elevation they are that they're kind of like a main issue in there. JD Drake had a big match against MV Young, which was a really, really fun match to watch. But definitely check out some enjoy wrestling. Uh, you're not going to regret it, especially if you're into the whole indie wrestling scene. I mean, it's really fun. Yeah, I checked out a few of their matches and I'm, I'm pretty impressed with their their content so far. Um, I look forward to seeing what they're doing in the future. I think they've got a lot of potential over there for sure, for sure. All right. So, Tammy, you want to tell us about the giveaway? Oh, yes. Okay. So we've been away too long and we're back and we're refreshed and we're going to do some fresh stuff. But we want to hear about what fresh stuff you want to hear and see. So we have a contest and a giveaway. And the rules are you must comment on our page, tweet a something, a request that you'd like to see or hear on our podcast and retweet us. So when you do those two things, your your, uh, name goes into a drawing. And on August 1st, we're gonna draw for a $20 pro wrestling tees uh, gift card and a cool shot glass from wrestlingovereverything.com. We met them at a, um, a wrestling con, River City Con, and thought they were really cool and friendly and Loved their whole concept. So we want to share that with you. So yes, that's what we're doing. So comment and retweet. Yep. And get get us up on Twitter. We'll put the Twitter link in there. It's always on our YouTube page as well. And then we'll put it out there. So yeah, tell us what you want to hear and, and then uh, and what you want us to talk about and give us some suggestions and you could win. 
a $20 gift card for pro wrestling tees and a nice shot glass to drink some lemonade out of. So we don't like to connect those things. So, uh, all right. right. So, yeah. So we're glad we're getting into that. So now our main topic tonight is going to be death before dishonor, the ring of honor pay-per-view. We're going to kind of give you our thoughts on that a little bit, kind of to give you uh see how things are going. And, but before we get into that, I want to talk about a little bit of breaking news. A couple things I wanted to talk about. One thing I want to talk about that has, that relates to ring of honor. And now that I look at back on it, I noticed it and I kind of had a feeling something was wrong. Jonathan Gresham is demanding that he gets out of his AEW ROH contract. You're starting now, with that? We haven't even talked about if I, if, if I understand correctly, it's actually two separate contracts and he wants released from both. Both. He's upset. Apparently, some other AEW star or ROH stars in the back heard him cussing and yelling, supposedly, from what I've read. I don't know if that's true. That the argument got heated. He was had lack of communication on who was really going to win that match. I mean, but we all knew it was obvious. I mean, that was apparent. And when he came out, that first couple, maybe five, six minutes of that match was like he it was awkward to me when I watched it. It was like he looked like he had a look on his face like he didn't want to be there. So. So here's the thing with Gresham. Um, we're talking about a very talented guy. Super. Uh been around for quite a while, put on some stellar matches, maybe not the most over guy on the planet. Um, despite his talent, uh, there is a lack of, I don't want to say fan support. There is, there is something to be said though, about the fact that he doesn't have as large of a following as a, um, I don't know, name any big name in the business. He's not at that level for whatever reason. That could be debated until everybody's out of breath. But it has nothing to do with his in-ring performance. I think it has a lot to do with his stature, his size, um, and perhaps part of his style. Uh, I personally think Jonathan Gresham is one of the greatest people doing it today, but there's a lot of people that I would list over him right now. Um, so, so I get, I get his frustrations. Um, we're talking about somebody who, who, who was there for ring of honor when they needed somebody most, I get that. Uh, but the, the game has changed. Um, so yeah. I, I hope he gets what he wants and I hope that, uh, there's a, a positive outcome from all of this because he does, deserve credit um for being who he is and for being the performer he is obviously we don't know what was said it mm-hmm. sounds like it was a no. heated discussion gotcha. right. um whatever whatever that is the the main issue that i'm taking away from it is there have been a lot of people coming forward talking about the lack of communication from tony uh, and from everybody that's involved with the process of creative for AEW and now for Ring of Honor that are frustrated, they feel like they're not getting their point across. They feel like there's there's a lack of communication, trust, and uh, 
for lack of a better word, coordination. Um, I don't know what the issue is. I hope it's not as big as it sounds. Right. It does sound big. And, and, and the other thing that makes me, you know, think in is the fact that Tully Blanchard just bailed out completely, too. So that's a whole different thing, I think. I, I, well, I mean, but it's weird that it all happened that night. You know, I mean, that's that was strange to me. All of a sudden, there's a whole changing of the guard and, and the whole nine yards. I mean, I was yeah. expecting to see Brian Cage the other night. We didn't see any of that. So, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, we we had Brian Cage on the pay-per-view. Yeah. But it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Right. Exactly. So, I don't and know. Brian Cage is one of the people that has said, you know, like, I'm just going to sit around and wait because I don't know what the hell's going on. Right. Yeah. He has expressed himself that way several Maybe. times. Yeah. Got anything to weigh in on that, Tammy? Nope. Okay. Before we move on from it, I will, I will say this. It sounds like a lot of people are reporting it as Tony Khan is not communicating. Tony Khan is a very busy guy. He's running two football teams and now two wrestling promotions. I can't imagine he's got a lot of time to spare for every single idea that everybody has. If, if that is the issue, they need to get a system in place where there's more of a organized way to deal with how these things are put through to Tony, if he's going to make all these calls. Um, it may be time to consider putting in like a creative team. Right. Uh, when the businesses get big, you need more people to handle the load. So hopefully they get this sorted out. I don't want to see anybody upset or leaving or any of that stuff because it's just, you know, it sucks when you see great talents disappearing. Yep, for sure. So let's talk about Ring of Honor. So Tammy, what did you think of Ring of Honor, the, the presentation as a whole? I thought I didn't have enough pizzazz. Okay. To be honest. I and feel what, like it didn't feel special. It felt like a equivalent of a dynamite. Hmm. level i didn't feel like oh my goodness this is so exciting you know when they do pay-per-views with aew there's so many pyrotechnics and music happening and fanfare to make it exciting because you paid money to see it you know what i mean and they weren't very extra with any of that so other than that i thought all the pretty much all the matches were really strong and I feel like they all were putting in 1000% effort into the matches. So I thought the matches were good and solid, but I thought the overall presentation didn't feel special. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of in between. There wasn't a lot of like faction fighting and, and promo and talk and talking smack and stuff like that. So yeah, I kind of see what you mean, Chris, what did you think of the presentation of, of overall? Okay. So um, if you're not a longtime Ring of Honor viewer, the presentation that was put forth may seem lackluster. It may seem like it was missing a lot of the elements. And if you're expecting it to look like AEW, you're 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 not going to get that from a Ring of Honor show, particularly a pay-per-view. Um, Ring of Honor has always been more of what uh, what was described about AEW. Um, it is a, it is it is uh, it's at its heart it's an indie show with uh, nice production right mm -hmm. now I think the color scheme is excellent I love the red and black obviously mm -hmm. um, I think I think the lighting was better than a lot of Ring of Honor stuff in the past I think the audio quality was maybe not as good as it could have been 
Um, partially, I think I think the crowd was a little bit uh, dead during this show. Um, and it, it didn't it didn't really get exciting until the FTR Briscoes match. The crowd kind of came alive for that one. They did. Um, Willow got a lot of love, too. Uh, but I was actually shocked at how much silence there was during the uh, Jonathan Gresham Claudio match. I, that was, was. was kind of weird. Um, it started out. It started out real quiet. It started out right. quiet. Uh, and if you guys if you guys think this was quiet maybe don't watch new Japan because they don't even clap over there. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah, like it's a whole different vibe. Uh, but for ring of honor show, I think this was a nice uh, kind of stepping stone. Um, I think, I think it would have been wasteful to put a lot into this just because it was ring of honors first pay-per-view uh, really with, without having um, any of the old, guard still involved uh this was the first tony khan produced ring of honor show shall we say um i think i think the lighting was good i like I, for some reason i've always liked the idea of not like super lightening the crowd up and having like everybody's faces visible it has a very kind of like um focused vibe on what's happening in the ring versus watching everyone's reactions some shows aren't that way. Uh, we talked about WWE earlier. They are famous for, you know, showcasing the crowd and showcasing reaction. And in the last few years, piping in crowd noise and piping in things that aren't there. And uh, in some cases, blurring out signs that people have um, to manipulate their audience to seem a way that they want it to seem. Ring of Honor doesn't do that. AEW, in most respects, doesn't do that. They tend to keep their crowds darker uh, and, and, you know, there is a little emphasis, especially when big things are happening, but for the most part, they tend to focus on what's happening in the ring and what's happening on the ramp. Now the ramp for ring of honor, I thought was interesting. Um, we had a large screen. We didn't really have any kind of big, um, entrance area no. or any of that, which mm -hmm. still felt to me true to ring of honor. Okay. Uh, as the promotion was for the last 20 years. However, when rebranding and reinventing and rejuvenating, maybe that's not the best call, especially when you're trying to get new interest. Uh, and when you have a lot of people that are coming to the product based on what they've seen from AEW, and they're like, oh, they're, they're doing this Ring of Honor stuff. I never watched Ring of Honor, but I'm going to start watching it now. And then they go from AEW to that it's not exactly even close to the same sort of thing. Right. Um, so everybody in charge is going to have a, a long road to like, there's, there's a lot that's going to have to be decided about ring of honor, what that product is going to look like, how it should look moving forward versus how much fan service are you giving to the ring of honor diehards and the talent that have been around forever. Um, I was impressed with uh, a lot of the dynamic of the show as far as the camera work and the lighting mm -hmm. um the audio was very disappointing but i think i think as a first pay-per-view it was pretty good i mean it was the equivalent of an impact show for sure yeah it, um, it was fun it was definitely and fun. uh 
it, it wasn't quite the level of a pay-per-view you'd see from AEW or from any other larger company. And the reason for that is Ring of Honor still isn't there yet. Right. Um, and it's going to take some time and it's going to take some money to get that product to be as big as those others. Exactly. So that, you know, that leads me to my next question. It's like, what would you like to see in the future? What what are they going to what where should they put this? Should they, what should they do with Ring of Honor? I mean, is it going to make it onto TV? Is it going to make it onto a streaming service? Is it going to make it onto just the YouTube? I mean, what what do you I mean, what would you like to see, Tammy? What would you like to see Ring of Honor? What what do you what do you think would make it where more people would be into it? Should they put it up put it on like a TNT or TBS or should they try to promote it hard on like a like a like a subscription or what do you think i don't know anything about tv marketing so i don't really know i mean it seems like it already people already know about it and have liked it so i don't know how much more they're trying to go with it um so where do you see it now i mean what what's your opinion where would you like to watch ring of honor like what would be the most convenient most convenient place yeah so i mean that's either youtube or one of those channels that you already stream you know Mm -hmm. um I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I feel like uh, YouTube, I think, is always convenient, but I don't know if that benefits them as far as, you know, getting well, big time advertisers on a big on a big channel. But I mean, I I find YouTube very easy to watch and it's free. So uh, of course, for me, that works for me. I don't know about them. Well, um, YouTube, man. Where do you see it now? Where do I see? Well, you can't. It's it's just it's, these special it's tough offs to find Ring of Honor content right now, especially with the trade off of ownership and all of that. Then they should just do YouTube. It's easy, and we watch Dark and Dark Elevation and enjoy wrestling there. So that would probably be a good start until they get enough um, cachet to be able to get onto a big channel. You know. But keep in mind this: these days, YouTube can make you as much money as national television can. It can. But they can also control you. Yeah. And say like they can deactivate and demonetize you too. So I don't that's know. True. Again, I'm not. The, I don't know anything about all that. So that's not the question I want to answer. Okay. So as far as like I'm not a marketer, I don't know who. What like I don't know the stats on that. So for gotcha. me personally, YouTube's easy, um, and that would work for me personally. As far as like, is this part of the future request question? Because I answered that from a completely different element than how to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, I'm asking that question too. What do you got? Do you got some Um, completely different interpretation of that question? Yeah. (laughs) I want more women on there. Of course I do too. And I want more women on commentator tables. And so they could do that. You know, I think they should do that. And um, that's what I'd like to see. And I'd like to see, and I don't know if this goes into another question later, like suggestions. Is that a separate question? Yeah, okay. that's improvements. I'll save forward. my feedback for that one. Why don't you just show the cards to everyone? Huh? Who cares? Be real, man. What do they think? We pull this shit out of our ass? Sometimes we do, but not always. We do have a conversation about. I have a format about. here and I have transitions and you're okay, just like, you you're know just what? We're not stuffy right. format Listen, people. So shit far, on as far as the Ring of Honor production format and how to get it to the people, right? You've got a couple of options. You mentioned the YouTube thing. YouTube could work. Impact has a subscription service where you can go and, and, and pay for the subscription service. You don't have to have uh, the various streaming networks to watch the Impact stuff the way they do it now. I What is it? Who, who do they use for streaming right now? 
They're well, they, they do their own website, but then there's Axis TV that you can actually yes. see it on yes. Thursday night. Impact Impact goes through Axis, um, which is either you can get it through cable or you can get it through a streaming service. Um, now there's that model, right? There's mm-hmm. the YouTube model, mm-hmm. and then there's what the WWE did for a decade or more. Um, I think the WWE network as a concept was an amazing idea. Um, I think that for Ring of Honor in particular, but even AEW, I think the idea of having a network specifically that is a streaming platform just dedicated to your wrestling content, especially when you talk about a company like Ring of Honor, who has a back catalog, 20 years of material to put up. Um, When you charge a monthly fee, you say, hey, you can get it on all these devices, smart TVs, whatever, download the Ring of Honor app right? The Ring of Honor Network app. That's where you put your uh, back catalog, your weekly shows. And then if you want, you you give an incentive. You know, if you subscribe to this this thing for a year, you get all our pay-per-views for free. Otherwise, you have to go through a pay-per-view service. I think that model... I think that model of programming works really well i'm still not sure why wwe decided to not do that i think it was a matter of how much money they were investing into that versus how much money they could make from the peacock deal that they made mm-hmm. um and and peacock has probably made out pretty well from this as well but i think wwe got the better end of that deal um i think that is a good business model though especially for a company like ring of honor that doesn't maybe necessarily have the pop culture uh, draw of a WWE, the wide range that WWE already has. Everybody knows who they are. Not that many people know about Ring of Honor in the grand scheme of viewership. True. So um, I think a streaming network would be the uh, probably the most profitable for them. Um, I don't know that it's going to get them the most eyes. Mm. Cable TV is obviously going to get you the most eyeballs, which you then build your audience and then you can do more things. YouTube is kind of the same thing. You're not going to get those eyes that you get from TV, nor will you get the revenue without that viewership. Right. Um, so it, it's 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 a tricky spot for Ring of Honor right now. Uh, it's it's something they've been in for their entire existence. So we'll see what Mr. Khan can do. Uh, I personally would like to see a streaming service. I don't think cable TV is the best way to go. But, you know, that's just me. All right. I think, yeah, I think that was genius. I think you should be hired for a net for this stuff. Because, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, that makes so much sense. I'm ready to subscribe to it now. Uh, all right. I would totally pay 10 to $15 a month to have the Ring of Honor app on my stuff. I definitely yeah. would. Nice. Awesome. So, I kind of would much know. rather do that than pay $30 every couple of months for a pay-per-view. That's true. <laughs> I am 100% on board. I want this to happen. Let's will it into existence, or as the crunchy people like to say, let's manifest it. Yes. I'm going to put it on my storyboard. That's what I'm going to do. That's what's going to happen. It's called an inspiration board. My inspiration board, whatever that is. Vision board. My vision board. Vision board, you're right. That's it. So my favorite non-AEW talent that was on Ring of Honor, and there's the reason is is because it was pure entertainment 
and not necessarily because of skill. What was it? It's the my favorite non AEW talent that was on Ring of Honor. Okay. So we so we should we yet? should preface that, Rafe. Uh, and rather than talking about the same people we've talked about for months from AEW, uh, let's let's showcase people from Ring of Honor only that are not contracted by AEW that maybe we haven't seen a lot of. Who Rafe was your favorite non AEW talent that was showcased? on the Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view. It was Dalton Castle and the boys. <laughs> Just because of the pure entertainment value of that match. Tammy? Okay. Yeah, she's, she's got the peacock. I agree with Rafe. Mark it on the calendar. I'm 100% in agreement. I yeah, thought he better. had so really? much pizzazz. He had so much pizzazz, so much fun. The boys were fun, and he's a good wrestler. And he had the whole energy. It was completely entertaining. I mean, I couldn't watch every match like that, but he right. definitely had the flavor and the fun to like a uh, entertaining pay per view. So as far as non AEW talent, I enjoyed the hell out of Dalton. And the boys. And he's now the six-man tag team Ring of Honor champions, which is quite a belt to have. I mean, are they just pulling this shit out of their ass? I mean, where did it come up with these belts? <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you think about it, the six-man tag belts, uh, it's kind of the same thing as a trios title that AEW is so. talking about now. Um, is it the same? Which I means mean, down the road, if we do a Forbidden Door type of show with Ring of Honor versus AEW, we can do the trios titles versus the six-man titles. I think it's pretty wise to keep those around, considering that we are looking at introducing trios titles in the future. Yeah, yeah. good point. Good point. So, so go ahead. What's, of, yours? what's your non-AEW that, I'm going to say The Righteous. Oh, oh yeah, they were good. Rob Zombie? <laughs> I've always liked them. Um, I think the righteous is great. I think I think they have a really cool concept. And I'm going to give this to you guys now is something that you're probably going to want to see: the righteous versus the House of Black. Oh, oh yeah, that would actually be pretty cool. That would, <laughs> that would be, be great. Does it? It'd be amazing. I really three weirdos like in all white, three weirdos in all black, darkness yep. versus dark lightness. Let's do it. Yes, that's a great oh, idea. Man. No, I really, they would have been my second favorite from the non-AEW. They were, the whole match was a lot of fun and they, they contributed to that. So I could see why you picked them. And I had no idea Rob Zombie wrestled, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> Shout out to Allison K too, by the way. Uh, I know she's done a couple of things with AEW, I think on the dark shows, but Allison K wrestled against Willow at the pay-per-view. Um, Allison K is a hell of a performer, does some great stuff. Credit where credit's due. You know what I mean? How come I didn't see that? Because we didn't watch the pre-show. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Tammy's bob bobbing in and out of the screen once again. Oh? It was the quote-unquote main event of the pre-show, and it, it very good fan response. Willow was super <laughs> over in the building. Um, it did very well. I think it was a great match. Go back and watch it. Uh, it's it's the last match of the pre-show, and it's totally worth you know the I think seven and a half minutes or whatever it was of your time. All right, yeah, we'll check it out for sure, hundred percent. Shout out to Willow too. She she's awesome, Willow's man. I love awesome. awesome. We've she's talked about her playing before. 
She's fantastic. I do. I love I love Willow. I think she's great, man. I want to go hang out with Willow. You'd like be my BFF. I love her energy. She's so fun. She is. She's a lot of fun. I'm looking looking forward to see her wrestle some more, get involved and with some AEW that, shit. She had that entertaining match, uh, the tag match with Athena uh, oh, yeah. last week on Rampage. That was good, too. That was really cool, too. Yeah. So, Tammy, what was your favorite match? Uh, God, there's a couple I really liked. I thought I was going to pick Deeb and Martinez. I really like Dalton and the Righteous, but I have to just give it to the final main event. I'm sorry. FTR was so fucking endearing and amazing. And there was a lot of exciting moments and they just, they just have so much heart since I've got to know them that I just, how could that not be the best one? So yes, that's my choice. I agree. I think that the, uh, the Briscoes and and FTR was a good one. I think it might've been 10 minutes too long. But that's just my opinion, because I thought that they had gotten it done way before that. Um, I think it just went touch too long. But as far as being an epic battle between tag teams, it was almost as epic as the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. You know what I mean? It was pretty close to that. And so I thought that was a pretty awesome match and I really enjoyed the shit out of it. And it was cool to see the Briscoes, man. They're just, they're hilarious. They crack me up. And I like what we said. They just, they communicate with each other with grunts and groans. And <laughs> I thought that was funny shit. And so he was going, and then throwing people in the corner, man. So I thought that that was, that was super entertaining to me. Uh, close second is going to go. I'm definitely giving it the righteous versus Dalton castle. So Chris, what, what was your favorite match of that night? Uh, you know, I think, I, I don't think it's any secret that the FTR Briscoe's match was the star of this pay-per-view. Um, I, I will say this between that match and their previous match at the last ring of honor show. Uh, I enjoyed the first one a little bit more. And I will say it's probably because it was the first time ever seeing those two teams go against each other. Hmm. Uh, and it was, it just felt more, uh, it felt like more of a big deal to me to see the Briscoes versus FTR for the first time ever, et cetera, et cetera. However, this match, uh, if, if, if the goal was to be as dramatic and as drawn out and uh, as epic as possible, they achieved that. I do think you're right. I think it could have been a little shorter. Um, I think we were playing for time a little bit, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think Tony probably said, hey, you guys can have as much time as you want. And maybe they bit off a little bit more than they should have. But <laughs> I wasn't bored for any part of it. Like mm-hmm. I was I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. But at some point I did feel like, okay, when is the when when and we didn't get a lot of the falls. Until later in, Late. in this match, it took a long time to get the first fall. And once we had the first one, it was like, okay, there's one. And then, okay, there's two. And then the right. third one, I think, was probably a little bit longer than it should have been. But uh, there was a lot of great false finishes. It was super exciting. Um, I am shocked at the outcome of this match. Hmm. I thought for sure the Briscoes were going to take these titles and be the Ring of Honor tag title holders moving into whatever Ring of Honor's next phase is, just because I think FTR has a lot on their plate right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they work all the time as it is. They go to all these different promotions, do all these crazy shows. They're doing stuff in AAA, AEW, now Ring of Honor, and everywhere else in between. 
Um, they work a lot and I don't know how that's possible. I really don't know how it's possible to wrestle all the time uh, and still function as a, as a human being. But, um, you know, know. I've said this a lot tonight, credit where credit's due. Uh, FTR is maybe the only team that can do that right now. So I love this match so much. Uh, If I had to pick a runner up, um, it would it would probably be the Claudio Gresham match. However, I feel like that's kind of tainted now with all this stuff going on. Um, I'm glad that Claudio is the champ right now. I think he deserves it. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Right. And you know what surprised me that I thought was going to be? I thought I was going to. I thought for sure that <laughs> this was going to be my favorite match and it wasn't was the Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal match. I thought that was, I thought it was good, but I didn't, I wasn't like, wow, that was a great match. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think they got the blow off that people really expected from this. Um, I honestly, I think the program went on a little too long. And I think that they built this to be a thing where there was going to be Sanjay Dutt involved and, Satnam Singh involved and Satnam got tossed out pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it was a very climactic finish. I think Jay Lethal's got a lot going on outside of this right now yeah. with the uh, the Ric Flair thing and all that stuff. I don't know how much you guys know about that. Ric Flair's last match, uh, that whole show that's that, yeah. Um, no clue what you're talking about. Yeah, I definitely wanted more from that for sure. Yeah, I did too. I was very surprised because that was the one I've seen the most buildup for out of all they, the matches. They built the hell out of this thing, and it, they took up a lot of programming time for this. Oh, match. I mean, it was there was a promo almost every night on AEW, even on uh, even on Dark and Dark Elevation. There was promos yep. on it. It was and on I was the like, Darks. Oh, it was on the Dynamites. It was on the Rampages. It's been all over for a couple of months now, and it fell a little flat. I yeah. thought it fell a little flat, and that's and that's too bad. And you know what? They gotta have some. They need more women's matches on here. I mean, it's not absolutely. They're not balancing this stuff out well enough. There could have been there could have been other stuff on there that would have been really good for the ladies in there. So, Which I hope is not a sign of you know what's happening with the women's division in AEW right now. I hope that Tony Khan is able to say, okay, we've got to start showcasing more women's wrestling across all these brands. Uh, because there's just not enough emphasis. And I feel like a lot of these talented women are not going to get their due. And let's face it, wrestling careers don't last decades. Mm, they right. last maybe a decade of prime performance and it's done. It is. It's um, done. Yeah, it is. We'll see it's... what happens. I have to agree with that. There's not enough of the, of the women's content right now on either brand. Right. On either brand. And it's, it's too bad because they're super talented ladies out there, man, that are killing it. You know, I mean, you, I mean, just watching enjoy and watching some impact, those ladies kill it. I mean, they had a ladder match on impact with the ladies, a ladder match. I've not, I've never seen a ladies ladder match. You know what I mean? So it's like, let's, let's start getting some of that in there. You know, that stuff's cool. The weird thing about that is right now, because, because there's so much unknown about ring of honor, we don't even know what the roster actually is right now. Like sure. we don't know how many women are signed to Ring of Honor at the moment. It feels like a lot of the AEW talent is filling those spots for now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of underutilized women's talent in AEW that could very easily push over there 
if they can figure out how to make that work. Sure. So what did you think, Tammy? Anything else? Think about what exactly are you asking? Just Anything about, about the whole pay-per-view? Well, to sum it up? Well, I have um, something I think people, if they've ever listened to us before, might find surprising. Uh-oh. Yeah, very surprising. Uh-oh. So we all know my disdain for Garcia. Uh-oh. Uh, um, but <laughs> we do. So <laughs> but I'm so sports entertainer. Yeah. So then Garcia and Wheeler had that match. And you know, Wheeler, I think, is a good wrestler, but I leaves a lot to be desired as far as the theatrical skills at this moment. Like I don't see his personality shining. And so it just makes me go, "Mm, whatever. But I've always liked him. You know, remember he was one of the early ones that I was like, you know, Wheeler Uter is good. Um, But I I just want to give him one compliment before I say what I'm going to say. When he came out, he looked a little tougher this time. For being as part of the faction that you're in, you need to be a bit fucking more savage. He's not completely there. I know people love when he had the blood on his face and there was lots of art made about it and this and that. But we all know, like, he could go a little harder. Um, So he came out looking a little harder and I want to give him credit for that. But... For some reason, when Garcia did his promo, he was just a little bit better. And I like bought what? his heelishness. So I know this is shocking. What? Yes. And I was like, you know what? I would love to see Garcia beat Wheeler this time, which you know I'd love to see him get his ass kicked. Can you believe it, people? Yes. And because I had a, like a whole drama dramatic scene in my mind where Garcia beats Yuta and then Yuta gets kicked out of the Blackpool Combat Club and um, Garcia joins and Yuta has to do something else which I imagine would be my dream partnership would be Dante Mm, that would be cool so I almost wished it was going to happen even though I normally love to hate on Garcia because that is his role there you know that's why he exists but um I have to say, for a moment, I was rooting for Garcia. Mark that date down. We better mark it down because she said, oh, Garcia's wrestling? Snack break and gets up and leaves. <laughs> that's that's how that started, people. I say that with more of the boring people. Right. Well, you hated him. You well, hated hating him. someone is not the same as boring. Boring is more of a crime. And I'm like, he's doing his job. <laughs> He's getting his job done. Tammy hates him. <laughs> I, and I feel Speaking. like I could give him a better beating than anybody that's wrestled him. All Just right. Saying. Nobody's Let's gone. Let's take a time out for a second. Ass. Hmm? All right. Okay. I'm done. Chris, do you, need, do you need me to pause? Is that your time? Yeah, let's, let's time out for a second. The Blackpool Combat Club, huh? So, I think, Tammy, you're on to something with the wheeler Yuta getting kicked out thing. Um, I think I think for the last month or two, maybe, we've seen some signs that maybe Wheeler isn't quite the right fit for this group. Um, I think Claudio has already established himself as somebody who is a much better fit for this uh, particular uh relationship with Moxley and with Brian Danielson. Um, Wheeler Yuta, I think, has bigger things on his horizon 
uh, when we're talking about three other guys that have already had established careers. Wheeler Ute is still a new guy. I think he's probably gotten what he needed from this. I think there's a, a broader spectrum of things that can happen outside of this now for him. Um, more importantly, I think that uh, Wheeler Yuta and Claudio coming out at the end, uh, sort of with the face-off with FTR from a distance, fair enough. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's what they're setting up. I think it's going to be an FTR versus Wheeler Yuta and Claudio as a team rather than a Brian Danielson with John Moxley, which is the team in Blackpool Combat Club, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, Brian Danielson is coming back from injury soon. I think this is the time this to do week? something. Sto- yeah, I think this is the time to do something storyline-wise with the the club and uh, maybe change things up a little bit, shake it up, get some new interesting stuff happening. I wouldn't be surprised if Wheeler Yuta being knocked down the rankings uh, is not on the agenda. Mm, that's, yeah, good point. Yeah, we got some things coming up. I'll tell you what's coming up on All Elite. And then we'll uh, we'll kind of wrap it up here. All right, so we got Moxley and Roosh. I think Roosh is pretty awesome. That's for sure. We got Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia. My goodness! Oh yeah, again, again. Thunder Rosa versus Miyu Yamashita, which which that match on Dark Elevation was really good. I thought that was a good match between the two of them. That was a lot of fun. And then we got Tony Nice. And Swerve, and then we got Ricky Starks and Danhausen. So if I understand correctly, the Tony Nese versus Swerve match is actually Tony Nese and Mark Sterling versus Swerve in a handicap match now. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was a handicap match. All right. I believe it is. And uh, Mark Sterling has been talking about how much he's been training again. Uh, It's going to be a lot like when we saw, well, what was it? Versus Danhausen or something. Um, I can't wait to see the onesie. The full-length onesie again. I'm excited for that. So, yeah, that's going to be good stuff. Nice. Any closing thoughts for you, Tammy? Well, I have two things. All right. When I have a final suggestion um, that I didn't bring up before, and then I want to talk about the contest one more time. Sure. The one thing that if I, if, if I, if I could have my way is if I'm going to watch, so we are going to, we just mentioned a lot of AEW matches, but we're going to start kind of branching out to a variety of different companies. We decided we'd rather follow wrestlers, not wrestling companies, wherever that may take us. So that plays into the contest because we want to hear what should we cover? What do you want to hear about? What would be entertaining and fun for you? Because, you know, let's face it, in this world, we need to have fun. And so when you're listening to us, we want you to get something out of it, whether it be a nugget of information or that I'm just weird and it made you laugh, you know, either way is good for us. So um, if you do make a suggestion on our Twitter and retweet us, you will be put into a drawing for a pro wrestling tea. Uh, gift card at the amount of twenty dollars. What? And, oh, yes. I'm doing that. Our favorite. I want that race. gift card myself. I Come know. On. I wonder if I could cheat and do it and get it from Rafe too, and get another free merch. <laughs> uh, and, and then also a really cool shot glass 
from this amazing little company that you can find a lot of times at the wrestling cons, Wrestling Over Everything. They are wonderful over there. Go say hi to them. We have this cool shot glass, but they have lots of cool little things that say that. And it is such a great motto. So I like that. And um, so what do you got to do? You remember? You need to go make a suggestion of what you want to hear from us and retweet us. So it's two things. And then you're in the drawing. So secondly, I wanted to go back to some suggestions, which kind of plays into this. If we're going to be watching and following all these different things, but specifically uh, we're talking about Ring of Honor and AEW since they are connected. It is, I feel being invested in stories and people is part of what gets us emotional and attached to this. So I would like to see for example, storylines crossing over. How could that happen? And um, have two independent stories that you could go check on would be as you do a, a hit show is a hit show and then it has spinoffs or it has the, the prequel. So one could be happening in one company while the other is in the other. So one is the main and then there's spinoffs and every now and then they cross over. So when we have these big uh, pay-per-views that cross over different companies, just like New Japan and AEW, Ring of Honor, AEW, or whatever may come in the future, that we can all kind of get behind the emotional uh, investment of more of, of these big shows that we're all equally excited. For example, the brother against brother match sounded really cool, but I had no investment. I'd seen Roosh maybe once, I think, at AEW or, or somewhere like that. So it would have been cooler of a match if I had really been invested in them because I saw this happening over time. Maybe I don't know the whole story, but I know one of their story because they were kind of playing it out over here. Just an example of what I meant by that. But anyways, I would love to see more crossover happening and more storyline. And you know what? You're only limited by your imagination. So anything could be done. It could be done, but it, it, it takes um, several thinking several steps ahead and planning. And I think in the end, everybody would benefit because there'd be more viewership overall. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to bring home about my suggestions about Ring of Honor and pay-per-views as connected with their system, their company, AEW. Awesome. That's well, right. So reach out on Twitter at AEMT Podcast. Follow me on Twitter as well at Chris underscore MT Podcast. Let's get this thing going. Let's do some giveaways. Let's pull some Anthony Kiedis out and um, give it away now. You know, get you a shot glass, get you a gift card, follow us everywhere. We, we're doing a lot of reformatting. Things are changing. Uh, we, we want everybody's opinions. So let's get out here and uh, let your voices be heard. We may not listen to you if you're stupid, for the record. Uh, trolls need not apply. <laughs> but if you're really, really stupid, I want to hear what you have to say. That's <laughs> fair funny. enough. If you're uh, dumb, make it funny. All right. From all of us here at the Murder Theater Podcast, everyone have a great week, and we'll see you in a couple Woo! weeks. Bye, everyone.